And it's time to say welcome, one and all, to the greatest show on earth, Buckeye Bombast, with Bellhaven and the boy. Around the bowl, down the hole, roll, tears, roll. <laughs> okay, where did you hear that one? <laughs> I don't know, but it was great. I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Indeed it is. And uh, so I do have my Bellhaven just poured and ready to go. Oh, very nice. I, uh, I'm sticking with my Stella tonight. I will have to go back soon and replenish. I will Sweet. See, see if I can uh, find any place that sells the Bellhavens. Yep. Very good. And very good then, my good man. Okay. Uh, so what I would like to cover today, obviously, with the um, weekend recaps, I would also like to kind of preempt the college football playoff rankings with a, a, a glorious SEC rant uh, in, in right. preemption of that. Um, because I've come equipped with a crap ton of data, a crap ton. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, that's a lot to, to you and me. All right. Well, before you get started uh, to kind of help boost you into that rant, uh, I don't know if you watched the end of the LSU-Alabama game, but uh, like immediately afterwards, they put up a prompt that showed all the scenarios in which Alabama gets into the playoffs. Yeah, that narrative has already started. It started even before that game was over. Uh, Gary Danielson, who could not, you know, he, he was, it was paining him to, to think that Alabama could be cast aside. And so he actively started uh, promoting Alabama. And they very quickly threw a screen up there to, to kind of show how it can be done for Alabama because they just can't, they can't see a world without Alabama in the playoffs. No, they cannot. Last night, uh, I was watching the college football, the, the college football final. Essentially, giving their top four rankings, they had Alabama number four. Why? Because as we all know anymore, a quality loss is more important than a quality win. And it's so ridiculous. So, yeah, <laughs> watching that and then getting up this morning, looking at the coaches in the AP poll, which both of them have Alabama ranked number four. And they have Georgia right behind them at number five. Oh, my heavens was I uh, so fired up. And, and I, think, um, I think they had Penn State down at like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I, I'm not a big Penn State fan. You know, I'm not like these SEC people. I think I've said it before. I, yeah, I tend to root for the Big Ten um, outside of when they're playing Ohio State. And frankly, it's mostly because I've been forced to, right? The, the, um, the, the national media, ESPN especially, seems to have been pushing everybody into these conference affiliations uh, just because of their love affair with the SEC that by default, I, I tend to root for the Big Ten. But other than that, I really don't care about Penn State. Frankly, I don't like Penn State. You know, before they joined the Big Ten, their fans were so obnoxious. Uh, going on and on and on about how they were just going to rule the Big Ten. They're going to rule the Big Ten. They had a couple of decent years early, um, 
And then here and there, they may have a decent year, but by and large, they've been dominated. They've been dominated by Ohio State, mostly by Michigan. Um, for the longest time, it wasn't because their teams weren't very good. It's because the refs in the Big Ten were out to get them. So, frankly, I don't really care for Penn State. Uh, but it just, I found it so annoying that here you have Penn State went away and lost to an undefeated team, and fairly close. And, you know, they get heavily punished, uh, but Bama, they don't, right? They, but they lost at home. Oh, but they lost to LSU. Fine. But Minnesota themselves, they're undefeated as well. They may not be as good as LSU. Uh, although I do have some some data here, which I will suggest that they're not far behind LSU. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Penn State absolutely should not have been penalized as bad as they did relative to Alabama. And let's not forget about Georgia, who's sitting up there at number five. Why? Right? So, yeah, those narratives have already started. They've already... Um, You've been been putting everything so that they can, you know, make their case for the SEC. So, what do you want to do first? You wanna you wanna talk about the these potential rankings, or should we just go through the games first? Uh, I mean, we can. I mean, we're already on topic, so we can do the potential rankings, and then we'll just hit the big games. Okay. So I did two things data wise. Uh, you remember. I think a few episodes ago when I was talking about, you know, the Big Ten versus the SEC the past couple of years in bowls. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the past two years in bowl games, uh, I think the Big Ten, I want to say, is about 12 and 5 or something like that. And the SEC, uh, I can't remember, but they, uh, suffice it to say, it's not as good. I think they had a losing record. Uh, so you compare the past two years, coming out of bowl, bowl games, Big Ten was clearly better, performed better. Uh, now, yes, there were some head-to-head matchups, and I'd have to go look at it, but I'm, I'm, uh, I think it was about equal. I think, they, uh, I think last year, I think SEC had the advantage, I think the year prior, uh, clearly at 7-1 and one, uh, in, in those bowls, the Big Ten had the advantage head-to-head -head, uh, with the SEC. So at the very least, if you consider the head-to-head -head and that it's about equal, then at the very least, those conferences are about equal, should be on equal footing, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, the Big Ten did perform better than the SEC, okay? You come into the season, and you know, right away, and we've talked about it before, you get this overinflation of SEC teams like a Texas A&M, et cetera, you know, basically placing teams in the top 25 so that teams like Bama, like LSU, by default, they've got these magic uh, resume stuffers. Well, here's the problem. I went and took a look at some more data. I went through every single Big Ten and SEC team, and I looked at their out-of-conference schedules for the year, right? Because the idea is, is you know, SEC, they're a, they're a juggernaut, right? All the, you know, it's like running a gauntlet. So, all right, fine. Let, let's look at their out-of-conference schedules and let's compare the two, right? Because, again, the past two years, Big Ten, better team of the Bulls, 
So in theory, our better conference in bowls. So in theory, a better conference than the SEC. Well, how do they perform or how have they been performing this year out of conference? The SEC's record as of right now out of conference for 2019 is 33 and 13. They've won 33 of those games. They've lost 13. The Big Ten is 33 and 8. So already the Big Ten has performed better. They each have 38 wins. The Big Ten has fewer losses. But it gets better. So Big Ten, 80%. They've won 80% of their out-of-conference games. SEC has only won 72%. If I look at their Power 5 matchups, so I went and looked at uh, how many wins they had against Power 5 out-of-conference and how many losses uh, out-of-conference against Power 5. The SEC is 6-6. Six and six. The Big Ten is 5-5. Five and five. So basically the same. SEC obviously playing two more games. Uh, it could be argued, if you want to give the SEC any benefit of the doubt here, let's just say, okay, well, uh, yeah, they played. Uh, Auburn played Oregon for that sixth win. Okay, great. But then you have to kind of come back to yesterday when Arkansas got curb stomped by Western Kentucky. So maybe there's not. You know, so in my estimation, five and five, six and six, not statistically different. Against Power 5 competition, they were the same. I mean, and South Carolina lost to Appalachian State, too. So Exactly. Uh, but I'll get to that sweet spot here in a second because there's <laughs> two real keys here. Number one, of those 33 games that the SEC have won out of conference, 30%, 10 games were against FCS competition. They played 10 FCS teams. The Big Ten has only played four. Now, granted, they've all won all of those FCS games. But the real point here is in order to even get to 33 wins, the SEC had to go out and play 10 FCS teams to make themselves look good. Okay? That's terrible. I'm sorry. So Big Ten, much better in bowls. Past two years, uh, they both have the same amount of uh, out of conference wins, but the SEC had to get 30% of those by playing FCS games. But it gets better. Here is the real sweet spot. So you got the Power Five on one end, right, where they look statistically the same. You got the FCS on the other end, where Big Ten, uh, to their credit, doesn't have to go schedule all these games to make themselves look good. Then you have the Group of Five sweet spot, okay? Against the group of five, the Big Ten is 24 and three. They've won 89% of their games at 24 and three against the group of five. The SEC is 15 and nine at 63%. The Big Ten is heads and shoulders better than the SEC, and it's not even close. And that's why I wanted to start with this, right? Because this is data driven. Last two years, Big Ten better and better in bowls. Therefore, coming into the season, they should be considered at least on equal footing if the Big Ten not better. Why do I say that? Because that means we shouldn't be peppering our top 25 with teams like Texas A&M, etc., for the sole purpose of inflating or overinflating SEC teams. Right? We should have been coming into this year without doing that. Yeah. Okay? And the second reason I wanted to bring this up is because if you start to think in that line, then Georgia doesn't get 
and LSU doesn't get as big of credit for beating Auburn and Florida. Why? Because we've already established that the SEC is not as good as the Big Ten. So why should I reward them more than I should for these games that they claim are big wins? Okay? But I've got more. (laughs) I've got more. I'm sure you do. So you had brought up you know, a couple episodes ago, kind of this point ranking system. You know, hey, hey, you get a certain amount of points for beating a top five, for being a top ten. Uh, maybe you get removed a certain amount of points uh, for losing to a top five. Uh, maybe a lot more points for somebody much lower ranked, right? Yeah. It's important because what I did is I went and did a comparison of six different teams. Penn State, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Minnesota, so scratch that, 17. (laughs) And so basically for, you know, um, I'm not going to go through all of these, but suffice it to say, if you get a top five win, uh, which I have given Minnesota and LSU both credit for, uh, because they both got a top, you get 25 points right out of the chute. At the bottom of this scale, from ranking 61 and below that, uh, you just get one. For each one of those wins, you get one. I don't care if it's FAU, if it's Arkansas, it doesn't matter. You get one point. I don't give any points for FCS wins, none whatsoever. So Minnesota doesn't get any credit for beating South uh, Dakota State. LSU does not get any credit for beating Northwestern State or whatever it was they played. Right? You don't get any credit for beating those. But at the way bottom, it's in reverse, right? So you get 25 points if you beat a top five team. If you lose to a team that's in that category of 61 and below, you get 25 points removed from you. That's Georgia. And that's important, right? Because I ended up giving them plus 20 points uh, for their win over uh, Florida. I ended up giving them plus 10 points for their win over Auburn. And just just so you know, what I had to use here was the CBS Top 130 rankings, and they were updated as of today, so they reflect yesterday's games. Okay. Uh, you know, it was the best that I could best gauge I could get, and it was very closely tied to the AP Top 25. So so I gave I gave because that's what they want to do, right? Instead of you know because they are inconsistent for somebody like Bama. What they want to do is they want to tell you the wonderful quality of their loss. Uh, But for Georgia, they want to ignore the poorness of their loss, and they want to tell you about the awesome quality of their wins. Well, what I've done here is I've given them credit for those wins. You know, they got 30 points right out of the chute for beating those two teams. The problem is the rest of their schedule stinks, and therefore they got a lot of plus ones and plus twos at the bottom but they got this one big glaring minus 25, which factors in their loss. So then I go look at Penn State. Penn State, Mm -hmm. they've got a couple of decent quality wins there. They get a plus 15 and a plus 10 for their wins over Michigan and Iowa. But their loss was against a top 15 team. So I only subtracted three points from them for that. Right, they got credit for decent wins, not as much credit as Georgia got for theirs. Georgia got more credit for their wins than Penn State did, but clearly Penn State got uh, punished a lot less than Georgia 
for their quality of loss. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I do this, what makes it clear and what you'll find interesting, you know, because Georgia, I told you before, this is my crux point because I cannot for the life of me figure out how they're ranking this team at number five. When I add up the points for all of these seven teams, Georgia is still ahead of Alabama. I only took off one point for Alabama's loss. One point minus one because they lost to a top five team. So it was only minus one. One point. Yet their schedule is so bad that they have no plus 20s, no plus 10s, no plus 15. Okay. And in doing this, basically, I, I, I would have to do, if I were to go do a top 10, obviously, I'd have to look at Oklahoma, Utah, and some of these others. I don't know how they score right now. But if I just look at these seven teams, LSU is number one. They get a lot of points at the top. They get 25 for beating Bama. They get 20 for beating um, Florida. They get 15 for beating Auburn. You know, so they get a lot of points. They get a crap ton of points. But they're number one. Number two is Ohio State. Number three out of these seven is Minnesota. Really? Num- yes. Number four is Penn State. Number five is Clemson. Number six is Georgia. Number seven is Alabama. Now, again, I'd have to go do the scoring. And, and this was just quick. I did it in the 20 minutes before, you know, when I told you, hey, I'd be ready in about 20 minutes while I charged my headset. I kind of ran out and did this. So the scoring may not be right. You, you know, for something like this, you'd have to come to an agreement on what the real scores are. How many do you really take away um, for a given loss? How much do you really give? But I think it's directionally correct. And it's somewhat, somewhat, it is objective, right? I'm making it very objective. And being an Ohio State fan, I did not do anything to it just so I could see Ohio State come up on top. They are behind LSU in this regard, and they're behind by a wide margin. In fact, they are much closer to Minnesota at number three than they are to uh, LSU at number one. But hey, that's the way it goes. It's at least objective, and it's not overinflating what we should say about the SEC. And again, I'm doing all of this because it's very objective. It shows that the SEC, number one, is second fiddle to the Big Ten. The Big Ten is a better conference than the SEC. Therefore, at the very least, the SEC teams should get punished worse than the Big Ten teams and not the other way around. And it's leading right into the college football playoff rankings on Tuesday, because I, I would, I'm very interested to see if they reflect in any way the AP or uh, the coaches poll. And if, if Alabama and Georgia are sniffing that top four like this, I am going to be so livid because the right. data clearly says otherwise. Right. And I do, yeah, I like that really points uh, comparison. I do find it interesting. And I, I, I like it. I mean, you have to put objectivity in there. I mean, especially when you're comparing, you know, different teams, you know, they say they use these same metrics. Well, okay, then use the metrics for every team, just straight on, just like that. And of course you have to come to agreement with everything, but um, I do find that really interesting, especially, uh, you know, that Minnesota would be ranked third out of those with, just off the top of my head, even with their strength of schedule, which is why that would surprise me. But 
again, I, I think, uh, especially over with the inconsistency of the committee the past four years, you have to you have to be objective. Um, and I think the first rankings was, for the most part, uh, I think they did a pretty good job, uh, better than they have done in the past, at least. Yeah. But yeah, and we both agreed to that. Yep. Yeah. This will be very interesting because, like you said, um, you know, what is going to happen? Because now you have these two one-loss SEC teams. You have a lot of one-loss teams, right? And so I think the big things are uh, – I'll, I'll kind of go through go through it all. But first, um, you know, do you see them putting LSU ahead of Ohio State at one? I do. Yeah. You know, according to them, they beat their three top ten teams. They've looked really good. Um and so I, I, I wouldn't even be mad, you know, yeah. Ohio, State, Ohio State's look great. You know, I think LSU deserves it. And so I would put LSU yeah. at one right now. Yeah, I would too. And, and again, being objective, you know, adding up the points like I did, uh, according to this particular objective procedure, LSU is number one. It's not even close. And that's fine. Uh, you know, because if you at least rank them accordingly, and at the end of the year, you get the top four. Number one, I feel confident Ohio State will be in that top four. Number two, I'll feel confident that they would have the right top four. Uh, and then thirdly, I'm pretty confident Ohio State would end up winning anyway. So I'm not worried about any of that. Yeah. And so I, the top three is easy. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. The real issue is going to be really that four to six. Uh especially now that Minnesota won. They had them all the way at 17. Where are they going to jump Minnesota? Because it's definitely not going to be to number four, probably not even to number seven, although, you know, I'd like to think it would because um, I'd put Minnesota over Georgia, especially over Utah, maybe not Oregon. I'm not sure. Probably not over Alabama. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's the I would. Call. Again, you know, looking at it objectively, right. by the mere win over Penn State, that gives them a better quality win than Georgia, than Bama. And then if you flip it on the other end, especially with Bama, they've played no one. They've played no one except for LSU, and they've only and and again, I didn't punish them for. I only took off one point, one single solitary point from them, and even that, they're not even close uh, on the subjective scale to uh, to Minnesota. Now that being said, I, I, I threw this together in 20 minutes. Number one, it probably needs to be stratified more. You know, am I? Because um, I just basically jumped from essentially the top 25 to them making bigger buckets after that. You know, do you stratify it at a much finer level? Maybe. Uh, then secondly, you know, if you got that win over anything 61 below, it was just a point, just a point, just a point, right? There was no distinguishing how bad did you beat some of those versus relative to somebody else. And same on the flip side, right? If you had, if any of these had a loss like Georgia did, which they didn't, uh, that was to a team that bad, you know, maybe their loss was worse a la Ohio State against Purdue last year, right? Because let's just assume it was last year. Georgia had that terrible loss to South Carolina, and OSU had that same loss to Purdue. You know, you'd have to probably punish Ohio State a little bit more because their loss was much worse to an equally terrible team. So, you know, you'd have to stratify things, I think, a little bit better. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, based off of this list criteria, Minnesota should be ranked ahead of Bama. They should be ranked ahead of Georgia. They should be ranked ahead of Penn State. Um, they should be ranked ahead of Clemson. Yeah. Um, that's what's like interesting is, are you going to put Alabama? Are they going to drop them at four or is Georgia going to move up to four Oregon at five? Or are they going to, are they going to drop them behind Oregon? Um, honestly, I don't see the committee. I, I, I think they, is they have the potential to, to move them right at six behind Oregon. Uh, otherwise I don't see, I don't see the committee dropping them behind Utah, Oklahoma, any of those other one loss teams. Yeah. Maybe they don't. Oregon, though, I, I think would have a case. Oregon, um, in this quality loss scenario, I'd probably subtract three points from them. Uh, I would add up all of their points. And frankly, I think it would come up above both Georgia and Bama and probably Clemson. Probably I don't, I don't the strength I, of schedules, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they'd be as high as Penn State and Minnesota, but they would definitely be higher than them in Georgia. And that's really kind of my point is, is we are over inflating the SEC and it's really getting, uh, it's really getting very annoying. Yeah, it is. Cause, and, and the, just the one more thing to add on to that too, especially if you look at the bottom of the top 10, are they going to, you know, Baylor has struggled. Baylor struggled against TCU and won a triple overtime. They've had a lot of close games. Even though they're nine and zero, are they going to sniff the top ten? Minnesota now with a signature win, probably. I mean, there's no probably. They should be in the top ten. The question is, are you going to have them still behind those two lost teams, or are you going to have them, you know, sitting right at nine and ten and knock finally knock, you know, Florida out of the top ten? They should, but are they going to do it? I don't know. Yep, and that's what we'll find out, and that's why I wanted to have this discussion now because those. Those are the things I'll be looking for. Right. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. Good. I was to say, uh, um, if you have a few other thoughts about that, that's fine. Well, I just, well, I was just about to say, you already know they're going to have the one loss Alabama and Georgia in the top 10, potentially I top know. five. How many are they going to have any two loss SEC teams in the top 10? You already know they already ranked. And two two loss SEC teams in front of all the others, so we'll see. Yeah, and I think honestly, Minnesota should be much higher, and I think Baylor should should be in the top ten. They should. They, close game against TCU, yes, uh, but they do have. You know, if I were to go through, they don't have any blemishes on their loss record, so no subtraction. And if I start to go add up. According to the same scale, you know, you're going to be adding games in there. I think they beat Oklahoma State, right? They beat uh, Kansas State. You know, so you're starting to add not big wins, but at least enough that point-wise, it's going to throw them above some of these other teams. And, and I think they should be in the top ten as well. Effectively, I'm saying let's get these damn two lost teams out of the top ten. They don't belong there. Yeah, well, I guess, uh, in other words, moving on to what was a really awesome week of college football. Uh, yes, it was. All the, you know, all the big games, you know, Alabama, Clemson, Penn State, Minnesota, and then 
it's even smaller games, you know, Michigan State, Illinois, uh, Baylor, yeah. TCU. I mean, all these games were Iowa State, Oklahoma were all within five points, you know, of each other. Yeah. Um, so some really good games this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Which one do you want to start with? Um, might as well just start with that big one at the top, uh, Alabama LSU. Yep. Did you watch the f- entirety of that game? I, I saw most of it. I- again, it, it's very difficult to to listen to Gary Danielson. Um, seriously, I, I I have to put that one on mute when I turn that on. Um, I will say this about that game: it, it reminded me a little bit of the uh, Texas game in that it appeared to be a shootout, but I frankly thought that LSU, just like against Texas, really was the better team. Uh, It always felt like Bama was trying to scratch and claw uh, to stay in it, and and they did so admirably. Uh, Well, somewhat admirably. I think they admirably came back from that 20-point deficit. Um, I'm not going to give them too much credit for LSU's poor defense at the end, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, honestly, I, I think that that was the end of that game had more to do with LSU playing poor defense than it really was Bama, um, you know, playing incredibly well. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I felt, um, and, and similar to Ohio State, Alabama, back in the Sugar, Bear, Sugar Bowl uh, five years ago, you know, where the whole game, frankly, Ohio State dominated that game. It just didn't look that way until toward the end. I felt that way with, with LSU here. I think they were the better team all the way through. I do as well. And uh, pretty much LSU won, you know, with all the things that I, I said earlier in the preview that they were going to do, they did. Uh, first, uh, you know, I think the f- physical aspect, especially of the running back, Edwards Lair and Joe Burrow, I yep. mean, th- those guys ran downhill. And they just, you know, ran right through people. They got big yards when they needed them. They got big first downs when they needed them. Uh, that that was a, a huge difference in the game, I think. Um, I said if LSU was going to win, it was going to be in a shootout. Um, and and it was. Uh, Alabama yeah. did shoot, shoot themselves in the foot. But kind of like I said, um, Alabama really, you know, LSU stuck with them. They were able to put points on the board. And then Alabama kind of faltered like they did against Clemson in the national title game. Um, they made stupid mistakes and, you know, they were in a 20 point hole, you know, before you knew it. Mm-hmm. And so um, LSU is a, is a really good team. And I think everybody definitely knows that now. However, you know, kind of like you pointed out, their defense, uh, they're a beatable team. Their defense is not that great. Uh, right. They gave up. 41 to Alabama in their big games. They got 41 to Alabama. They gave up 35 to Texas. They gave up 28 to Florida. Um, this it's all pretty much because of their offense. This is a beatable team still. Yeah. Um, they was, are. And, it, and if Justin Fields stays healthy uh, with or without Chase Young, I want LSU at in New Orleans for that national championship game because I still think Ohio State is the better team but that being said this is about lsu and bama and what i like about i like joe burrow he has he is he illustrates the difference between 
arrogance and quiet confidence. This kid is confident. He goes in there confident. And you, know, you get, you, know, you talk about bombast, Buckeye bombast, right? You know, being bombastic, a lot, a lot of players anymore, they are just bombastic, arrogant. And he's not. He's very confident in his abilities. And he went in there very, uh, you know, very confidently, just eased his way through uh, Alabama. And I do think that that was, that game was his Heisman moment. It, at this point, I think it would have to take, basically a miracle for anybody to wrangle the Heisman from, from Burrow now. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. And yeah, it's just, just Joe Burrow. I just, he has such great touch on his passes. I mean, mm-hmm. you just watch him throw a couple of those. He threw into tight windows, but it was just, and it didn't even look like he threw it that hard. He just kind of lofted it, you know, right in there. Perfect ball right into the corner, back shoulder fade and, you know, boom, big yards. And he just does that yeah. consistently. And it's really fun to watch. Yeah, he reminds me of Joe Germain back in the day, 96 Buckeyes. That's probably one that you'd be too young to remember that. But uh, go back if you get a chance and watch some of those 96 through 98 games. Um, you know, just watch Joe Germain, and, and I think you'll see a little bit of Joe, Joe Burrow there. Yeah. Joe Germain wasn't as good of a runner, though. Burrow is quietly a good uh, mobile QB. He is. Yeah, he's good at, especially, you know, in that fourth quarter, like he, uh, he, he, third down and long, so, you know, he, he got him and he ran when he needed to. And he, you know, picked up really crucial yards, especially in the last two drives. But, um, otherwise, yeah, that was a, it was a great game. Uh, watched, didn't watch all of it, uh, but I did watch most of it as well. And um, it uh, it lived up to the hype. Did all right. What's next? Uh, we'll go right into the other undefeated game. You know the two big games, Penn State and Minnesota. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll brag. I, I called. I, I went bold and I she called did. both, and I and I got them two for two of two. Um, yes, you did. I, I thought Minnesota would win by a field goal and a you know, kind of a long sustained drive. Uh, but really, Minnesota dominated most of that game as well, like LSU did. Well, they really dominated the whole game. I, I you know, I didn't get to see all of that one either because I was passing back and forth between it and Ohio State, spending most of my time, obviously, in Ohio State. Um, but at no point, I think, was... I don't think Penn State ever led that game, did they? Um, I don't believe so. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, Minnesota got out pretty well. I think Penn State came back a couple of times, you know, once in the middle and then once at the end to to make it look close. But it felt to me like uh, Minnesota was in control the whole game. And um, mostly because of their balance. You know, that's what we, we talked about yeah. on, that, uh, on, on the preview was – you know, if they're going to win, they're going to have to maintain that balance and limit the explosive plays. And for the most part, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they kept Penn State's running game in check. Um, and then Sean Clifford, you know, wasn't able to do much. And, of course, what did he do? You know, he throws three interceptions Yep. Uh, yeah, and in a big yeah. game. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I had said, right? I said, uh, you know, because I was leaning towards Minnesota, you know, Um even though I wasn't 
able to commit like you did. You went bold and you committed. But, you know, I said, it's really going to come down to Sean Clifford. You know, and how can he, uh, you know, how can he perform? And, and he didn't. He threw three interceptions and basically looked like a relatively new quarterback. Yeah. And um, so just piggybacking off of that, uh, Minnesota, to me, honestly, is I, I think they're a lock for the Big Ten West. Uh, now all they have to do is beat, and they're going to beat Northwestern, they have to beat either Iowa or Wisconsin to cement their place. And, I mean, they can they can, they can beat both. Um, yeah, I think they can. I, I don't know if, if they will beat both, um, especially back-to-back. But regardless, they're only getting in, I think – well, it's not back to back, is it? Uh, I they play they, Iowa this weekend. Yeah, I think they play Iowa this weekend, then Northwestern. North okay, okay. And then they end with Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, so if they have, they'll have to be careful against Iowa because it is at Iowa, is it not? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. So they they will have to be careful with that game. Um, otherwise, you know, I think North. I think it, 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 at the worst, I think Minnesota is going to be. Uh, only have one loss, but I think Minnesota is going to the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I would agree. I think they will make it. And I think if they get past Iowa, I, I think they may go undefeated. Uh, I think Iowa is tough because it's at Iowa. Um, Iowa's good, but not great. Uh, they, they gave Wisconsin a game. Uh, they gave Penn State a game. They gave Michigan a game. And their three losses. You know, I'm on record as saying I, I, you know, I'm not buying into the Iowa hype this year. And I think I'm, I'm redeemed in that to regard. You know, nine games in, they've lost three games. You know, I think I can safely say I was kind of right to meaning they're not going to win that division. Um, but I will admit they, they are a pretty good team. Uh, their losses are by some total of, what, 12 points? Um, actually, 14 points. So that's pretty good. They keep those games close, and those were all top 15 teams that they lost to. So my thinking is, is if Minnesota can go into Iowa and beat that team, I think they skate through Northwestern as a good tune-up for Wisconsin, and then it's just a one-game season at that point, which is you know, the way – Mr. Rose the Boat likes to, to look at him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's going to be, you know, if they do get there, that'll be a really interesting game um, against Ohio State. Man, it's fun to just kind of think about the matchup already, but we won't get that far. <laughs> yeah, we're getting way ahead of ourselves there. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see the other. Uh, I think I guess another interesting one was um, you know Oklahoma Iowa State. I know you had talked yeah. about you. You didn't think you know uh, I Oklahoma was going to cover that two touchdown spread. Uh, yeah. You know Iowa State has played them tough, and honestly, I, I watched it until you know Oklahoma went up forty two to to twenty one, and then I turned it off, and then I go to the next day watch watch high, <laughs> watch highlights, and you know Iowa State is a two-point conversion away from winning. And I was like, what? <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so, But I was the same. Uh, it got to that point. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> and I turned it off. And then I woke up and looked at the scores. And I'm like, oh, my heavens, did I miss that? 
uh, and then felt redeemed because it was everything that I said. I didn't think Oklahoma, number one, that Oklahoma could cover that 14-point spread. But then secondly, again, going back to the defense, their defense is not really improved. Yeah, that's two games in a row where they've given up over 40 points and three games this year then where they've given up over 30 points. And uh, you can add on a couple more games beyond that where they've given up more than 20 because you know, they gave up 20 to Kansas. They gave up 27 to Texas. That's not a good defense. And, you know, frankly, uh, you know, if, if it, forget about the SEC right now you know if Ohio State wins their conference you know, whoever wins the SEC I will give them enough to say that your SEC champion should be in the playoffs but you got Ohio State you got SEC and frankly if Oregon uh, wins the rest of their games at the end of the day uh, Oklahoma is not looking very good even if they win the rest of their games with that defense and if every, everybody else does what they should do uh, I would leave them out yeah, I, I would as well. Um, yeah, but just like you said, you know, Iowa State kept calling their way back, and Oklahoma really couldn't uh, pin them down. Uh, yeah, that defense really isn't that good, and I didn't think – well, of course, we knew that it wouldn't be much to prove because Alex Grinch is really not that great of a coach. Right. Um, and we knew that. I don't think – I guess, you know, no one else knew that, but – and I think they're starting to catch on. Um, I guess we'll see. Especially, it'll be interesting when they when they end up playing Baylor. Uh, Which see, is this week. Yeah, it is. Uh, to see, you know, kind of what the score might be in that game. But I digress. Um, <laughs> next game. So any other games? So we already talked about the SEC uh, tanking two uh, out-of-conference games to frankly, inferior teams. And yeah, I get that Appalachian State is a one-loss team that, you know, prior to this week was in the top 25. But here's the thing. If the SEC is such a gauntlet, such a behemoth of a conference, it doesn't matter. You should not be losing. None of your teams should be losing to anyone. No matter what their record is, your team should not be losing to anyone from the Sun Belt. Yeah. And you shouldn't be getting your butt cranked by Western Kentucky. Right? So <laughs> yeah. um I, I think the other one that I'd like to talk about is our Buckeyes. Look great. I won't go into too much with them because it was Maryland, but how about that onside oh kick? Oh gosh. That, that was thing of beauty. That was uh, that not only was it beauty, it was perfect. I mean that kick it was, was I mean it was like uh, what did Gus Johnson say? He was like, he just threw a he just threw a pass with his foot, <laughs> uh, yeah, or something like that. But yeah, it really was like that was like perfectly in stride catch right out of bounds. I, I mean, that was awesome. I have not seen. Uh, there are some quarterbacks that can't throw the ball that well <laughs> in college <laughs> football. You know, play place a, a ball that well, let alone that that kick. That was. That was nice. That was a thing of beauty. Otherwise, you know, uh, I think we said 63 to whatever. Um, I did. I, I said 63 to three, or no, I said 63 to seven. Um, 
was my score prediction. And uh, yeah, I, I was worried about mainly, you know, or if they come out complacent, I, I still thought, of course, they're going to put up 63 points. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think they'd honestly be scoring 42 in the first half and they could have scored. I mean, they easily could have scored a hundred game points in this game. Oh, if yeah. They really wanted to. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they, they, they basically took out most of the starters yeah. after the second quarter, you know, I mean, at the end of the game, that was, Jam- uh, that was McCall, Demario McCall, who essentially has become the fourth string running back, uh, scoring two touchdowns. Uh, and it wasn't like they were trying that hard, yeah. you know. They really weren't. Um, yeah, even the offensive line at the end was still pushing guys around, opening huge gaping holes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and, and those were those are third, fourth string offensive linemen, uh, linemen too. And Maryland, I, I, it's always hard to tell on the line because I don't sit there and look at all the people on the offensive defensive line for the opposing team. But I do know that, you know, quarterback, running back, et cetera, they still had starters in on those skill positions at the very least mm-hmm. at the end of the game. So I'm assuming it was the case for their entire team. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're, I mean, it was fun to watch some of the player, you know, especially like on offense, uh, Jameis, number six. He's going to be a fun wide receiver coming mm-hmm. up. I'm excited to see him alongside Garrett Wilson. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, we, we were already high on Master Teague, and of course he's going to get the majority of, of snaps next year, and I can't wait to, to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, even on the defense, uh, yeah, Pope, I mean, Pope played really oh, yeah. well. Yes, he did. Uh, Seven Banks uh, played really well. And yep. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, especially when they have to replace a lot of the secondary, it's good to see these guys not only get rips, but I mean, they, they, they're, you know, looking good, and uh, especially, you know, for important positions like the linebacker position, uh, cornerbacks, um, you know, played played pretty well, of course, and, you know, Maryland. I mean, the one touchdown pretty much was off of, like, what, four penalties in a row? Yes. At Ohio right. State had. <laughs> yeah. The, so the, the other one was the only one where they really moved the ball. But, yeah, I mean, uh, just, just real exciting, real exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, and one last thing too, that was I think uh, how many how many balls did Malik Harrison bat down? I mean, uh, at least two. I remember two, got, but it felt like he, he was knocking them down all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he got up there. He has a vertical. I mean, all these players are fun to watch, and, uh, and yeah. we'll get into it later. But I think the uh, spread for that Rutgers game is already at fifty. <laughs> yes, it's over fifty <laughs> points. Well, that makes sense. I mean, Maryland beat Rutgers forty-eight to seven. So, okay. Um, any other games? Um, I mean, you know, just talk about how about Illinois. I mean, coming yeah. back down from over 20 points against Michigan State, they're finally bull eligible for the first time in however long. I mean, that's yep. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I didn't talk about it too much, but if you remember one of our first episodes when we were talking about how we saw the divisions, you remember that I – declared Northwestern and Purdue as the bottom dwellers of that division. Right. I didn't talk a lot about Illinois because unfortunately we had done that episode into the season and it looked like Illinois may not be what I thought, but I actually did think that they were going to be somewhere around the middle of that division this year. And it's because 
they they returned a bunch of players, but I mentioned it before. They went out and they really, really interrogated the uh, transfer market. They were getting transfers, you know, like Peters at quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from Michigan. But they were getting people from you know SC, from you know, Bama, all these different places, uh, just calling that transfer market and getting all these transfers in the right places here in defense, there on the offensive line here the skill position, right? They were just, they had an experienced team. But yeah, they weren't great last year, but they at least had a year of experience and then they were plugging some holes. And I just felt that they were at least going to be, frankly, a bowl eligible team this year. And that's what they've done. It is. And uh, they played a heck of a game to come back. And yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure what the rest of their schedule looks like. Uh, so I don't know. Um, well, the last game, because it's their rivalry game, I think their last game is Northwestern. So you can probably chalk that one up as a victory. Northwestern yeah. is terrible. Yeah. And then... Because I think they're six Two games? Four. I think there's Yeah, six and four. So they would have two games left. So Northwestern, so I don't know who the other one is. So let's just say, for all... Purpose seven and five. I mean, that's that's pretty good, and it'll be interesting yeah. to see what bowl game they land in. But yeah, yeah, hopefully then, it's uh, a good an SEC team and they beat them. I would yeah, love that. That would be awesome. Uh, and then I think you know, since they are undefeated, uh, another close game. The last one maybe to hit on uh, Baylor uh, surviving it again. Another overtime thriller. Yep. Uh, in my, in my pick'em. Uh, they were a two-point favorite over TCU. I actually ended up picking TCU, and TCU was pretty much winning the whole game, the whole game up until yep. you know it got tied at the end, and then yeah, that overtime was uh, was back and forth. Um, yeah, I, and I don't. I, that's not a bad victory, right? That was at TCU, and, and I said it on. The game previews, right? I said it feels like Baylor has, has gotten to that. Oh crap! You know, we're actually <laughs> pretty good. You know, we're, we can actually do something here. And I think they're feeling that kind of pressure. And I think it's what we saw against TCU. Um, yeah, maybe not as good as some of the other undefeated teams. Uh, but again, they do have an Oklahoma State win. They have a Kansas State win. So, in my estimation. Um, at least as good or better of a resume um, than Alabama. Now that we've, you know, dispensed with this idea that the SEC is all that great, and um, they got Oklahoma this week. They beat Oklahoma. They, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and yeah, they've done enough. They should. They're undefeated. They should be. Even if they're sitting at number ten, they should be ahead of those two lost SEC teams. I mean, they really should. Yes. Um, if you want to put them behind, you know, the one loss, that's, that's whatever. But they should be at least sitting right there at number 10, 9, pretty much. They should be ahead of Oklahoma still, especially for, you know, the yeah. similar teams and a resume and all that. But I digress. Um, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I, and of course, they still, they'll still get tested, you know, all the undefeated as well. Uh, yeah. You know, Minnesota still will. Baylor will, uh, Ohio State will. Um, well, Ohio State won't, but 
<laughs> I mean, you know, they still have the two tough games back to back in Penn State Maybe. and Michigan for the conference. You know. If Justin Fields doesn't get hurt, both of those games are going to go very similar to the Wisconsin game. They should, yeah. I, I, I honestly believe right now, if Justin Fields does not get hurt, they beat both Penn State and Michigan by three touchdowns each. I, I just don't see those games being very close. Yeah, I mean, that, that should be the case. You know, I never know. But, but yeah, I, I really the only ones that don't really have much of a test anymore are, you know, Clemson. Um, you, uh, who does – I mean, I think LSU, I think, still has to play A&M. But – LSU, yeah, we play Ole Miss so, next. Yeah, I don't think LSU, LSU doesn't play Georgia. I don't think. I think yeah. really the toughest LSU game LSU Auburn. left. Yeah, toughest game I think for LSU left is A and M. Yeah. But, yeah, both Alabama and Georgia have to play Auburn. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, it's not a gimme, right? They they've played the they've played LSU the closest so far out of all of them. Mm-hmm. At LSU, so uh, I would not be surprised. I'm, I don't know. Is that game at Auburn, the Georgia? Uh, I don't remember. I have to look it up. So, yeah, I, I I would not be surprised if Auburn pulls that one out. Yeah, but yep, we had a good, uh, exciting week week of college football, and we'll have. Uh, some good games uh, to preview later this week. 